All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Welcome back in Hootball family. Oh, oh, it's so good to be back, back in the booth, back in the building. Good man, Dougie Fresh on the mic. Doug, how are you tonight, bro? Man, I am excited to watch this fast-paced game that's going on right now. Of course, we're at halftime in the Lakers-Houston game, and we'll get to that. But man, what a fast-paced game. If you're a basketball fan, you've got to be loving this. Oh, yeah, man. Lots of action, lots of energy. We got a little bit of trash talk. We got a little bit of uh, injury, potentially. P.J. Tucker hobbling around. I mean, bodies are flying left and right. I'm loving it. I think everybody else out there is loving it. For and, sure. Uh, I mean, this is this is what you what you hope for with this series. But oh uh, yeah. Speaking of series, so you know we had a couple games yesterday. First game, 
relatively uneventful. Celtics pretty handily blew out the Raptors. We don't really need to talk about that too much. I know the whole country of Canada mourns. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Second game, however, was a little bit more interesting. The Clippers were able to pull out that win over the Nuggets. Uh, saw a little bit of trash talk post game between Jokic and Pat Bev. I'm hoping that boils over in the next game here. Uh, fingers crossed. What are you What are you looking for in that series for either the Clippers to really pull away or for the Nuggets to try to you know give themselves a puncher's chance in this? Well, I tell you, it's really kind of going the way that I thought it would with uh, with the games won. I mean, the, you know, the Clippers come out and take the first game. Obviously, the Denver Nuggets were on what could have been basically a back-to-back after that long series they had before and then coming into this series. Um, they really, that first game, the, the Nuggets weren't really on their game. Um, of course, they come out and they prove themselves to, to tie it up. And in this third game, the Clippers, as, as you would expect, you know, take the better of them. But I'll tell you what, the one thing that jumps out at me when I'm looking at these boss scores is the L.A. Clippers. Um, you're looking at the sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell, had a negative five plus minus, and who I thought should have been the sixth man of the year, Lou Williams, had a plus 20 coming off the bench. So that right there is just, you know, I think Lou Williams had a little bit of chip on his shoulder. I mean, he was happy for his teammate, obviously, but coming off the bench, him with a plus 20, really helping them, uh, you know, win the game. Uh, so, I mean, I would expect more from Montrez Harrell. He is a, uh, a Louisville alumni. Um, so coming from my home state of Kentucky, I would expect him to go in there and, and back up his award. But it uh, didn't seem to happen. But they got the win. Uh, the Nuggets really, you know, they, they got to stay on the, the foot, on the pedal. They got to keep going. I mean, Jamal Murray had 14 points. You know, he could do better. He he said in this game that he could do better for the team as well. I mean, he had two turnovers. But nine assists, four rebounds, 14 points. He could chip in a little bit more. Um, really, when it comes down to it, off the bench, Michael Porter Jr., my goodness, 18 points, 10 rebounds, three steals. That guy has really come into his own, and uh, I think he's going to be a really, really great player for the Nuggets, exactly what they need off the bench. Yeah, MPJ is really looking like a draft day steal more and more as uh, mm-hmm. the Nuggets continue to advance in the bubble here. So you got to give their front office a lot of credit, uh, not only for having the foresight to draft him, but definitely for taking their time for the product to develop. Uh, it looks like it's paying dividends, so definitely shout out to the Denver Nuggets. But yeah, um, it was it was rough. It was a rough night for Jamal Murray. It's going to be a rough series for him. You know, yeah. the the Clippers have the requisite bodies to to throw at him, and Murray is by no means you know Luka Doncic, who is an absolute physical freak. I mean, we're talking about previously you're going up against a point guard who's who's six eight. I mean, Jamal Murray is, is nowhere near that size. Um, right. So definitely a much more manageable task. Uh, but you definitely hope, uh, you know, again, a Kentucky guy, you definitely hope that he's able to figure it out here, has a lot of experience um, mm-hmm. with high-level basketball, definitely on international level playing for, for Canadian's national team. Um, so I, I definitely look for Murray to kind of – right the ship here offensively uh, as this series progresses. Um, and, and yeah, like you said, I mean, I, I was pulling for Lou Will personally. Uh, no disrespect to Trez, you know, definitely don't. If he, if he listens to this, uh, thank you for tuning in. No disrespect. Please don't come after me. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes, yeah, man, I mean, the bark is definitely a little bit worse than the bite. Uh, on, on pretty numerous occasions for Trez here. He's definitely rounded back into shape after that departure from the loss of a family member. Um, 
But yeah, Lou will hopefully, man. He he carries that chip with him through the rest of the series because they're going to need his scoring, especially like you said with guys like MPJ, uh, Monte Morris, uh, even a, a, a random game from Jeremy Grant. You know, a random couple jumper from Tory Craig, and believe me, they will be random. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gary Harris, you know, who who is in the starting rotation, these guys are able to to make shots and really really impact the game. So the Clippers need to to show up. And as I said on the previous pod. They are a team that kind of lacks that consistent intensity you would mm-hmm. expect out of somebody who most people have as a title favorite, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, lots to look for. Yeah. Now, you know, one one of the other things um, when you look at you talk about Jeremy Grant, he shot six three pointers last night. And I just don't think that, you know, especially there in the fourth quarter, that Jeremy Grant's the guy you want shooting your three pointers uh, at the, yeah. the close yeah, of the game. That. No, no, but I tell you who did uh, who did kind of show up was Playoff P. He named himself, you know, Paul George, PG thirteen. He's got so many different aliases, but thirty two points. My goodness, four rebounds, four assists, two steals. I mean, he really showed out for his team and helped them win that game last night. So good to see. Yeah, self appointed Playoff P. Um, but I'm glad he's you know kind of putting putting some a, a little bit of a. Statistics behind the behind the title there because he mm-hmm. was definitely lacking and I you know I give him credit uh, in the words of Mark Jackson who hands out extra credit like a substitute teacher you know I got to give Paul George his credit uh, for you know admitting to that to you know really letting us behind the scenes and letting us know you know things weren't necessarily right with him uh, right. mentally here in this bubble which I mean I think it's a pretty relatable perspective for all of us inside of the bubble and out I mean you know we've all been isolated in, in more ways than one um, so. All of us are going through our own things. Credit to Paul George. Uh, credit to him for kind of writing the ship offensively. Defensively, he continues to to play overall very, very well. I mean, he's, he's gotten some jumpers buried on him, but I think that that's kind of the curse of being a great defender. You know, you're not going to stop them all. Uh, right. You're going to end up on somebody's highlights. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what uh, develops here with, between the Clips and, and the Nuggets. Um, but, yeah, uh, the, the story of the evening, I mean, like you said, it's half right now between the Lakers and the Rockets. Uh, but the story of the evening is the Milwaukee Bucks losing 94-103 to the Miami Heat. Um, and right now, uh, a quote from Giannis uh, saying, and I quote, hopefully we can learn from this and get better as a team, come back, and hopefully build a culture in Milwaukee for many years that we can come out here and compete every single year. For championship. So Woj just tweeting this as we're recording. Sounds like he's um, staying to me. For the city of Milwaukee, uh, that is definitely good news and much needed good news. It's it's been a very very rough uh, month, let alone couple of months uh, for this for the city of Milwaukee for the state of Wisconsin. So the potential beyond staying uh, on the heels of that loss is. It's definitely a good thing, um, but to put that into perspective, I mean, he still has a year left on his deal. I think it would be very premature of somebody of his caliber to sign an extension with a team that has now come up short in a historical way, mm-hmm. two years in a row. Uh, I think that would be very, very premature of him. Um, I know English isn't his first language, but I think he understands money. Uh, yeah. and the guy's going to be able to go out and get his money just fine without, you know, jumping to this, uh, the premature decision of signing that extension. So still a situation to, to watch here, but definitely interesting. Um, did you get to check this game out at all? What did you think about the Miami Heat, you know, 
really knocking out the Bucks. I mean, I don't think a whole lot of people expected this. We've kind of talked about it here and there. Uh, those people who are very, very big fans of, you know, guys like Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, who are products of our favorite university, University of Kentucky. Um, we've seen how strong the Heat culture is. And we've talked about how dangerous this team potentially could be. And look what happened. What's your kind of reactions to, to how the series panned out? Well, you know, and I do have a lot to say about Miami, but I have a little bit of a hot take here when it comes to uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, oh, I love hot takes. Man, I tell you what, I do not want to hear anybody talk about Giannis and MVP at this point, because here's my take on that. Your oh, team, no. your team did, your team did as well, if not better, with you off the floor, young man, than than with you on the floor. So the ball was passed around much better. The shots were going up. It was an even spread on points. Guys were playing the way they're supposed to be playing. They were rotating the way they were supposed to be rotating. Things were going. Things were clicking. This team, without Giannis, gave the Miami Heat a run for their money two games in a row. And I really think that the Milwaukee Bucks played better in these two games without Giannis than they did you know, obviously in the first one they lost, but, you know, over the series of a couple of games, you, you can't be talking about MVP and Giannis Antetokounmpo when your team does just as good, if not better, with your player off the floor. So I don't know what the league's waiting on to announce this MVP award, but I'm hoping that they're going to wait a few days and I'm hoping it's going to be uh, because the uh, the Lakers take out the Houston Rockets in the series and they're going to name LeBron MVP. But I may be just a homer on that because I'm a big LeBron and Laker fan, but I don't know. I mean, I just don't see Giannis and MVP in the same sentence after uh, this series like this with his team coming back and, and playing as well as they did without him on the floor. So that's my hot take. A lot of you might not agree, but hey, that's why we have these podcasts so everybody's uh, voice can be heard and uh, people's opinions can be out there. So there's mine. <laughs> so hey, and that's and that's the truth. That's the straight up truth. Uh, yeah, and you know, I think that there's, I think there's some validity and legitimacy to that. Um, you know, I won't, <laughs> I won't walk too far down that hallway. There, the only thing I would say in regards to Giannis and uh, his presumptive consecutive MVP award, uh, it is a regular season award. You know, and I, I, know, I think I know. <laughs> regular season, he he definitely separated himself from the pack. However. My counter to, to this, because I think there is an argument, you know, there's always an argument for LeBron James as an MVP. I mean, this is LeBron James. He is a bad man. He's a bad man. Um, I would say if we're talking about a potential Laker, uh, a Laker taking out Giannis for the MVP, I would probably give the nod to AD, who I think very rightfully so could have won DPOY. Um, I think that the Lakers without Anthony Davis, I mean, they are not in the position that they are in currently. Granted, the Lakers without LeBron James don't make the playoffs. So I, I get what we're talking about here. It's, it's two different conversations. But, yeah, I just I think I got to go with Giannis. And if I'm giving this to somebody else, I'm probably giving it to AD over Bron. Uh, but, again, like you said, this is a podcast where we air our opinions. There you go. Uh, and our grievances, you know. So that's yeah. what we do here. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, I, so. I, you know, and I, I kind of tend to agree with you a little bit on the, the AD thing. He's done really well. You know, a lot of people have said and, you know, we've said over on the other podcasts around the association, we talked about how LeBron was the key that unlocked AD and AD was the key that unlocked LeBron. 
because the two of them together are just a perfect match and the way that they play and the way they play off each other is is phenomenal and again we'll get into that at the the last game that we'll talk about here but um you did ask me about miami heat and my take on them um one thing looking at this box score from tonight's game that jumps out at me was the um the play from one of our one of our own there tyler hero he had a plus 23 in the plus minus coming off the bench for this team tonight uh he has some really good plays down the stretch to keep him going uh, that lob to Adebayo, the uh, the high off the glass layup that he had at the end of the game, and I really, you know, hats off to him for for showing out and playing hard this game because last game he didn't really do as hot as we would have liked to have seen. So a plus 23 and a plus minus, that's the best plus minus on the team, followed shortly by Kelly Olenek at a plus 22. But the one thing for the negative that stands out for me on the Heat is all the turnovers, 21 turnovers tonight. Uh, going up against Milwaukee's 11. I'm sorry, yeah, Milwaukee's 11. So 21 for the Heat, and that's that's a lot of turnovers for, for a team. And, you know, they, they end up winning and pulling out the game. But for the next series, they really, as time goes on and they move on in this uh, Western Eastern Conference, they need to really tailor down those uh, turnovers. But um, Butler had 10 rebounds over what you would feel Adebayo would have more. Adebayo had six tonight. So... Not as many uh, rebounds I'd like to see from uh, your power forward slash center. Um, Jimmy Butler was, was doing really good tonight. He actually ended up with uh, kind of a hurt wrist, so I'm interested to see the uh, injury report on that. Hopefully he gets better before the next series. I think he has some time. i got a feeling that uh, Toronto and Boston are gonna, is going to go a, a long way on the series here. So, But, yeah, so I, I think that uh, the turnovers are the big thing against Miami they need to really focus on, and then everybody needs to chip in. Goran Dragic did a really good job tonight. Um, but one person that kind of disappointed me yet again is um, Robinson, Duncan Robinson, with two points tonight. This is your your deadly three-point shooter start to season. He was like rock solid. You could always count on him for at least two, three three-pointers a night. Shot two tonight, didn't make a single one, and just with two points. So you got to have more play from him uh, coming uh, in as a starter with only 14 minutes. But you got you got to chip in more, young guy. You gotta you gotta help the team out a little bit more. They're gonna need you in this next series. Yeah, no, you're completely right. Uh, he was definitely a no show this evening. I think that the thing that always jumps off of the box score to me when I'm when we're talking about the Miami Heat, <laughs> it's, it's got to be the fact that Udonis Haslam is still on the roster. I mean, <laughs> good God, man! With the DNP every night, but yeah, he's on the roster. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, plain clothes or street clothes, whatever he's got on, man. He's drafted in 03 and still on the roster. Shout out UD. I mean, good guy, man. Get your checks. But yeah, tonight for me, there was definitely some 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 red flags, some glaring issues with the Miami Heat, even though it's definitely a night for them to celebrate and be pretty proud of what they were able to accomplish um, so far in the playoffs, you know, being 8-1. It's definitely no easy feat, uh, and definitely to take down the uh, again a uh, presumptive favorite at least to come out of the East, the Milwaukee Bucks. Definitely something to pat yourself on the back for. A thing to not pat yourself on the back for. As much as I love him, Bam Adebayo tonight. I mean, you, the guy he he turned into a ghost late into the game. There was countless plays where they're trying to wake up Duncan Robinson when they're trying to feed the ball to hero they're just running all these screens and these pin downs and out of bio is just standing there in open space with Brooke Lopez just daring him 
to even consider attacking the basket to even. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Consider taking a jump shot. And, and the man just looked lost. And for, for a guy who was, you know, a possible, you know, MIP, who was an all-star, who, who continues to ascend and, and did ascend this season, I mean, this is a big moment for him, and, and he disappeared. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler was able to really impact the game, but more so just with his with his candor during the closing of the game and, and, mm-hmm. and handling the ball. Because I don't even want to necessarily say playmaking, but the turnovers were, were endless for the Miami Heat tonight. Um, and they were able to pull out the win. Again, a lot of it was on three-point shooting. Jay Crowder was unconscious tonight. Now... In my opinion, Jay Crowder is unconscious on most nights and not in a way that helps your NBA team, you know, so but he he, he is he's proven us wrong, you know, in the series, at least. So will that carry over? I don't know. But to your point, that's where that consistency needs to come back into play. And you would assume Pat Riley and Spo and Mickey Harrison and these guys who have developed such a winning, tough minded culture in Miami are going to make that a big part of this conversation in the locker room with the guys tonight. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is not a team that should rest on its laurels. They're going to have a real challenge, whoever they play in the next round, whether it's the Boston Celtics who are young and hungry or the defending champs, which are the Toronto Raptors, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. easy task. Yeah. I fully agree on that one. You gotta, you gotta put all your eggs in this basket. You guys are all in right now. You gotta, you gotta do something for your team. Everybody's got to chip in at this point in the game. You're at a point where you know, you're gonna be playing the Eastern Conference Finals, and you gotta have everybody on board. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Every egg in that basket better be hard boiled because it's gonna be a rocky <laughs> there you ride go. the championship. <laughs> Heck yeah, you gotta go through either Toronto or Boston. Yeah, yeah, and no, neither one of the, those organizations are anything to to joke around about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, challenges ahead. Uh, and yeah, like you said, you know, the, the series. I think we've been we've been kind of talking about pretty much the entirety of the pod, but I guess now we can really just focus on it because that's really what we wanted to do here. You know, uh, the, the Lakers and the Rockets squaring off right now, midway through the third. Uh, Lakers up one seventy to sixty nine. What do you think the Lakers need to do to close out uh, close out this game tonight with a victory? It's been really back and forth, really, really edgy, very competitive. Uh, what, what do you think the Lakers need to do to close out this game? Braun had a big half, 29 in the first half. What's he need to do? Yeah, well, you know, it's LeBron and AD are going to have to continue, but that's not the big thing. You know, the big thing is, is their role players. I mean, they're talking LeBron and AD right now, the only two players on the entire Lakers roster that have anything over six points. I mean, LeBron with 29, AD with 19. The next closest person is KCP and Rondo with six points. I mean, come on. you got to have some more play from, you know, like I had said with the last series, everybody's got to be on board here. Everybody's got to, you know, distribute those shots. And once teams start to figure out AD and James is all this team has, if they play like that anyway, then they're going to start trying to lock them down and leave everybody else to the point to where they're going to be open. But, you know, 
LeBron, it's hard to stop that train. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, and like you said, you know, AD, possible MVP candidate. You know, this team does well when AD shoots at a high percentage. You know, when Lakers wins this year, he's at 65%. If he's anywhere under 50%, the Lakers lose. And that's that's the way the stats are rolling right now. And so AD and James, we know that those guys are going to be our money makers. But everybody else on this team needs to start chipping in. You know, we still do not have a third option on this team. Nobody has came out and claimed that position. You know, Kuzma shows signs, but he's shown signs, and then he he hides for a few games. So, you know, Rondo is a playoff Rondo, but I don't think he's going to be our third option. You know, the bigs, McGee, I mean, Dwight Howard barely played last game. You know, I think that there, there comes a point to where what the Lakers are doing now, they're winning, and that's great, but... You can't play Houston Rockets ball the way that they want you to play. They want you to come out with your small lineup, but they're small. So if you get your bigs out there, you may have a better chance. But then again, they may run you to death. So, you know, hats off to Vogel and his coaching staff for trying to really, you know, the Houston Rockets are a hard team to go up against when you start talking about defenses and that small ball lineup. Do you come out with matching their small ball lineup or do you come out with your bigs and try and, you know, overrun them? I mean, AD has had... P.J. Tucker on him, and every time P.J. Tucker's been on him, AD's been able to shoot over him. AD, I know he doesn't like playing the center spot, but in a situation like this, this is where he's going to excel if he gets down low in the post and goes to town because he's going to be taller than all of them. He's going to be able to get his shots up over him. He's already proven that. But, yeah, I think that the role players really, really need to step up in a hurry and in a big way for the Lakers for them to uh, finish out this series and move on to the, the next series is going to be a challenge, too. So that's my opinion there. Um, come on, guys. we got to get off the bench or starters or something. Yeah, and I guess that's the, that's the real question, you know, surrounding the Lakers and the bubble here. Uh, in the games that we've seen, you know, they – when you don't have LeBron on the court, I mean, they are dead offensively. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just dead. Uh, Rondo has been a welcome, you know, welcome sight back to the lineup because of his ability to, to be a playmaker and facilitate. But at the same time, it brings a lot of questions to the roster as far as what lineup are you rolling out and to be on the cups of the Western Conference Finals and not have your rotations clearly aligned mm-hmm. is, is definitely concerning. Um, you know, and it's also concerning anytime you're really relying on guys like a Rajon Rondo, uh, like a, a Markeith Morris, do uh, have, you know, these sparky games, these these runs that propel you to a, a win uh, and, and not even, you know, a voluminous win, win a, a close win, you know, a narrow win as these have been, um, there, there are a lot of red flags here for the Lakers. Uh, you know, but like you said, with, when you've got LeBron, you, you can do anything. I mean, we've seen that time and time again. So I'm not going to be, I'm not going to make the mistake of counting him out in any series, uh, let alone the fact that he now has his best teammate probably ever. I mean, Dwayne Wade, I think historically better, but Anthony Davis, physical talent better. Uh, two different conversations there, but I mean, one his best teammate ever in Anthony Davis. Uh, this is this is perfect for LeBron James. You saw playoff mode LeBron the first half of tonight's game with 29 points. But yeah, there there's some serious questions here.
for the Lakers. And I think as well, when you are a title favorite, the number one team in the tougher conference, yet you are essentially bowing to the whims and offensive schemes of the underdog. Right. Again, there there are there are concerns that I think are legitimate as far as how far the Lakers can go given this roster. And it's at moments like these, you really do miss guys like an Avery Bradley, not only for Mm -hmm. their defense, but for their ability to run around the floor into open space and make themselves available to, to create plays with penetration, to, to do things offensively that can lessen the burden on a LeBron James. Um, so some things to watch here. Uh, definitely some things to watch here. And then, I mean, on the Houston side, will somebody please, will somebody please tell Russell Westbrook that he can drive to the hoop? Like Eric Gordon goes to the hoop. Like it, it's unbelievable how Gordon relentlessly goes to the hoop, gets to the foul line, makes plays. Yet Westbrook constantly settles for these mid-range jumpers, which, for those of us who follow statistics, know statistically that is one of the lowest percentage shots you can take. For those of us who don't care about statistics, we are just tired of seeing this man brick jumpers. Good God. Good God. The Rockets need to figure that out, man. They need to figure that out. You got also, you know, that's also one of the defensive schemes of the Lakers at this point. They know that Russell Westbrook struggles out there with the shot. So they're, they're, you know, like I said, hats off to Coach Vogel because there are times when they're just daring him to shoot that three, especially you saw it last game. You know, they're daring him to shoot that three, and he was not good last game. So that's a defensive scheme that I think they're leaning on, and that's, that's okay. If they can stop him from driving, which they haven't really done a good job of it tonight, then, you know, they'd be better off. You know, he had a bad game last game, and I think that they they found what works when it comes to him. But, man, what works when it comes to James Harden, we just don't know yet. We There's that guy. There's something, in my opinion, in my opinion, there's something wrong with a player that has more free throw attempts than field goal, field goal attempts. And that's every single game. <laughs> there's something wrong with this. I mean, I do not like his style of play. I just don't. You know, he's he's he loves a free throw and he loves and he can he can use it to his advantage. These rules that the NBA has now with the the, the defense, you know, you can't even, you know, hot oven, you know, touch the defensive, you know, the offensive player as a defensive guy. You can't you can't touch him at all. And that plays right into the hands of James Harden and hats off to him. He knows how to take advantage of it, of the rules. But I think there's a reason why he grows his beard that long, too. If you watch and it sound, might sound funny. But if you watch him and his reaction, every time he gets fouled, his head pops back like a damn Pez dispenser. And that beard, how long it is, makes it look even worse. And I think that actually plays into the hands of the, of the referees. Maybe hey, another hot know, take there, but... If that's the case... <laughs> hey, man, if that's the case, you know, that's a long play for James Harden. You got to give him credit for that, uh, that ingenuity there, because that's... That's some inception level uh, deception. So <laughs> I, I've always thought he grew that beard out because the man had no chin. Uh, and until so somebody gives me a photograph to prove me otherwise, I'm going to stick with that. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it, <laughs> it's going to get this. This series is going to continue to get chippy 
Um, both of these teams have a lot to lose. Uh, and they also have a lot to prove um, in more ways than one. Um, and there's also, again, th- there's a lot of legacies on the line here. Um, some more long-lasting effects than others. I mean, we can talk narratives, you know, what, what does this mean for James Harden if he has another game where he goes MIA and the Rockets end up losing because Westbrook has taken 20 shots and makes, should I give him four of them? I don't know. Okay, I'll give him four. Makes four of them. You know, I mean, it, it's not going to look good for Harden and then vice versa uh, for the Lakers. You know, um, what's going to happen if Ron is unable to get past this Houston Rockets team, which is not necessarily overwhelmingly, you know, endowed with all of this, you know, this this firepower. I mean, yeah, they have James Harden and Russell Westbrook, but Russell Westbrook has not been right since the hiatus. Um, I think everybody can agree on that. And James Harden historically in the playoffs is is not James Harden historically in the regular season. So there there's some questions here. Uh also, you know, what's going to happen, like Draymond Green said, what's going to happen if the Rockets end up pulling off this win? You know, because Anthony Davis can't take over down low. That's going to really hurt the value of a lot of big men around the league. Um, and not that I'm, you know, saying Andre Drummond deserves a whole lot of money because, good God, good God. I mean, for another pod, we'll go there. But <laughs> it's, this series has a lot of implications in more ways than one, which, personally, I I love, I love, because it just gives us more stuff to talk about. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, this is, there's four minutes left in the third quarter, and we've been talking about this for a little while now, and still, nobody on the Lakers is over six points except for LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yeah, and that's, and that's that's not a good sign. Yes, you're right. That is a problem. That's a big stat. Yeah, now I will tell you, in my opinion, I think that, the Houston Rockets are a worse matchup for the Lakers than the Clippers are. I really think that the the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers match up better together than the Houston Rockets and the Lakers do. I really think that the Houston Rockets are going to give the Lakers fits, and I think they're going to because of the small ball lineup. It, it, it just seems to work with Houston. And LeBron and AD, they are not enough. They need other players, and I've been saying it all podcast, but... It proves me more and more when I continue to look at this clock tick down and no one has over six points. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope you put some bets on this game tonight. And if you didn't, uh, definitely start getting some bets in because uh, this man, Doug, is on to something here. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you might begin to call from Frank Vogel tonight. Jason Kidd might give you a call from the mini bar. Asking you what uh what, what you got uh what you got up your sleeve here because they, for they God's sakes please do something about the human Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this man is living at the line and snacking, man. He's snacking. So still got a quarter left, seventy six, seventy five. Lakers up one. Uh, Doug, what do you got coming up this week? Uh, for 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 hoop ball, uh, for yourself, you got anything going on? Well, as always, I still have uh, state of Kentucky players in the uh, in the bubble in the playoffs, uh, especially with Miami moving on. So continue to, to watch out on my Twitter account at KY Pro Basketball at KY Pro Basketball, where I tweet out nightly stats of all players that have gone pro from the state of Kentucky. Also on Saturday, you'll be looking out for around the association podcast that's will be coming out. We talk about uh, our view of the bubble from outside the bubble on all things inside the bubble with my co-host Brent. That's on NBA Today Hoop Ball podcast, so make sure you check that out. 
Uh, and then I don't know. It sounds like uh, this me coming on Tuesday nights here might be uh, something of a regular uh, occurrence, huh? Yeah, you know, um, I'm thinking the people are definitely enjoying what you're putting out here, uh, and I'm definitely picking it up. So we're going to continue to put it down on Tuesday evenings. But for all you people out there listening to this pod, a little bit of alliteration for you with all those P's. Playoff P ain't the only one. That's okay. right. <laughs> You're dropping shots. So remember where you heard it first, okay, on the box score breakdown. Doug is in the house with me every Tuesday evening, locked and loaded. So looking forward to that. And give my man a follow, KY Pro Basketball, okay? All you need to know info. This man's got what you need. So hop on Twitter and follow him and check it out. Uh, and give me a follow as well, too, if you not haven't already. DFB underscore three uh, on Twitter. Be sure to rate and review our pod. Uh, on iTunes, drop us a five stars. That's right, one, two, three, four, five stars. That's cinco for our listeners in Espanol. We appreciate you. Muchas gracias. Uh, muchas gracias. Tune in for another edition of your box score breakdown tomorrow evening. Uh, recapping what I'm sure will be a very eventful fourth quarter this evening. Uh, hopefully, we have some more Lakers break ten points, but. I'm not going to bet on it here, Doug. <laughs> I'm not going to bet on it. <laughs> I hear you. Well, as always, my man, I appreciate you hopping on the pod with me. I appreciate all of our listeners out there who call Army. We Absolutely. appreciate all of you, all of our contributors around the league. We appreciate everything you do so, so much. We'll talk to everybody very, very soon. Stay safe out there, y'all. Happy hooping. Take care. Uh, This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.